Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. So let's start. I'm going to start with a prayer to Heavenly Father. We just ask you, Father, to move in this place. Father, I'm excited for all the lives that are going to change, Father. I am excited for all the lives that are going to be made new and and have a new start father i just pray father for your spirit to continue to move in this place father as we continue to just lift your name on high father we just say thank you thank you thank you father father i just also pray lord father that you allow my tongue father to not slur father that you allow me to read my script father in in a in a smooth way father that we can touch these people's heart father this is not me who is talking father it is you through me lord father i pray this prayer in jesus name Amen. So I'm excited to be with you guys today. I'm a little bit hyped because I drank a lot of coffee before I got here. That's why I got the the bottle of water today. But because today is Baptism Sunday, I wanted to speak on this topic. The message today is entitled, Off the Deep End. Off. The deep end. Now people say, oh, I don't like the Little Mermaid. Okay, stop. <laughs> Doesn't look like the Little Mermaid. Uh, my brother-in-law, David, made it for me, and I was like, that looks dope. Let's make it happen. Um, so I'm excited because God is going to move in such a way. And uh, I remember 21 years ago when I made the decision to be baptized. I was 13 years old. The reason why the memory sticks to me is because I had the honor to be baptized by my grandfather, Pastor Jose Carmona Sr., um, and also the assistant pastor at that time, Pastor Jose Carmona Jr. And now to see that I have the honor to be the pastor, assistant pastor here at Scarlet Note, it just gives me great joy because I feel like I'm in my father's shoes um, and living through all the experience that he has been able to live through. But again, 21 years ago feels like a long time. But it's not that long. You're probably saying, wow, he must be old. No, I'm not that old. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm really young. And I'm, as you see, I wore black today um, to hide my curves. Um, <laughs> But 21 years ago, I was 13 years old. And yeah, you're probably saying, you don't know what you're talking about. You're 13 years old. I was young, but I possessed a deep understanding and desire to draw closer to God. I wanted to be closer to God. I wanted him all the time. I wanted to be around him. I wanted to. It wasn't because I was a a pastor's son. No, or or the grandson of a pastor. No, it's because I wanted to be near my father. You see, this motivated my choice to be baptized. Since then, my relationship with God has grew to a point that I can't even imagine or I can't even uh, uh, express the amount of books I've been reading so far because I'm trying to get closer to God. I'm trying to develop a moment of devotional meant to God. I'm trying to develop a, a, a library of books that I've read so I can impress my dad when I talk to him and say, Dad, I read this book too. And... uh. Sometimes he sends me books, and then my wife reads like four compared to my one. But it's okay, because I'm still there. I'm still pushing it. I'm still pushing through. That's the problem. When we get baptized, we think that 
it just stops there. No, it's just a commitment that you make towards God to continue to look for him, seek him, desire more of his presence. Of course, this journey hasn't been without challenges. You're probably saying you got baptized and everything was good. No, it wasn't good. I struggled. I had my moments where I was high and I, not high like that, but high. <laughs> and I had my lows. I had those kind of moments. I had difficulties. I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I got hit by that news. And I was like, God, how are you going to get me through this, Lord? I'm not supposed to be walking. I'm not supposed to be doing any of this. This is what the doctors are telling me. And then I get married and my wife is abusively abusing me every day. And I'm saying, God, I need you to help me, Lord. I need you to help me get through this, Father. You see, the problem is there's always people who go through the problems and give up. When I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I didn't give up. I kept pushing through. When I started hitting bumps in the roads, I didn't give up. I kept pushing through saying, God, I believe in you. I made a promise, I made a declaration in front of people that I was going to follow you, that I was going to become a disciple, that I was going to believe in your works in my life. Yes, 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 that's good. And then two weeks ago, three weeks ago, my little family got hit with some crazy news. My oldest son, Nehemiah, was complaining about a headache. And I just want to say thank you for all those that have been praying for us. But my oldest son, Nehemiah, was complaining about a headache. And, uh, I thought it was the flu. I thought it was COVID. I thought it was something. I was like, oh, we're going to give some Benadryl. He'd be all right. We'd make him knock out. We'd be all right. But then we found out that he had fluid building up in his brain. That struck a chord to me, my wife, my whole entire family, the extension of my family, all the way to Mexico. They were like, what is going on? Again, I got tested again. I told you that just because you get baptized doesn't mean things are going to stop. Things are going to happen no matter what. So when I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, what did I do? I prayed. I seek God. When I was going through obstacles with my wife while she was abusing me, I was seeking God. I, I was seeking God. No, no, it wasn't like that. But, you know, we have, you know, highs and lows in our relationship. And, and I, was trying to, I was trying to seek help. And instead of seeking help from my friends, I was seeking help from my father, my dad. And he was a pastor, and, and again, everything didn't go my way. He was like, you need to fix this area. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I'm like, Dad, you're supposed to have my side because you're my dad. And he's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. You have to start the works. And then I started to seek out God more, and, and we've been married for 13 years. But again, now I get hit again. Two weeks ago, my son gets fluid in his brain, and I'm not sleeping i'm not eating because i don't know what to do and i'm saying god i believe in you i believe in your miracle power father i believe father in in the storms that come my way yes they're not from you father but they're so that i can grow through them lord and i just want you to give me an answer and if you see him today he is here today running around laughing giggling joking fast recovery that's what god does See, however, in those moments I learned, or I, sorry, I leaned more and more and more and more and more on Jesus for strength, for guidance. Who are you leaning on this morning? Are you leaning on your deal? Are you leaning on your aunts? Are you leaning on your uncles? Are you leaning on what your father has to say? Are you leaning on friends? Who are you really leaning on? 
That's why it's important for me to emphasize that without Jesus, that without Jesus and my commitment to follow his teaching through baptism, I would be completely lost. I would be completely lost a long time ago. By making a promise in front of God and my family and my church family to remain steadfast in the ways of Jesus, I have found the resilience and inner strength to stand firm in what I believe. I go through issues. We all go through issues. But not one person is going through another issue that they can't manage. God would never give you something that you can't handle. Oh, God can never give you something that you can't handle. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to myself again. I'm telling you, me and my wife was in that little sofa in the hospital room at A.I. DuPont, trying to sleep, praying. Yeah, we were crying, but we were praying at the same time. We were talking to God, saying, God, you got this, God, you got this, God. Take control, God. I need you, God. I'm, 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 I'm off the deep end. I need you. See, with the establishment of the new covenant through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, the act of baptism gains a deeper, deeper significance. I think sometimes we just cover code what's happening over there. We just make it sound good for the moment. Or we make it sound good just so that people can take pictures. But what's happening when someone gets into that water and comes out is incredible. Because they're not coming out the same. They're not coming out the same. That same Gladys that you saw in that water is going to come out totally different. That same Didi Yomada that's going in that water is going to come out totally different. They may look the same, but spiritually they're totally different. 21 years ago when I got baptized, I said, God, I'm going to continue. I made a promise to you and I want to continue to walk in the purpose that you've had directed in my life. The act of baptism gains a a deeper significance. It goes beyond receiving forgiveness for our sins. When we get baptized, it's not all about being forgiven for your sins. It symbolizes a heartfelt dedication to live as a disciple of Jesus. You're coming out of that water as, as a disciple of Jesus. That means everything needs to change from that point on. Everything needs to be thrown out from that point on. When we undergo baptism, we are making a personal commitment to follow Jesus. Everyone is going to see that you made a promise to follow Jesus. They're going to keep you accountable for that decision that you made to be baptized in that water. So when you're saying, Papa, that's what they call me here. (laughs) I don't got that many years yet, but they call me Papa. They say, Papa. I'm going through this. I'm like, you got baptized. Remember the commitment you made? Yeah. Continue to push on. Continue to seek God. You got this. You see, baptism signifies a personal surrender to follow the ways of Jesus. For those who are getting baptized today or in the future, I want to encourage those who are thinking about getting baptized. You want to do this. That's right. Yes. You want to do this. You see, when football season comes, oh man. When football season comes, I see this church filled with different jerseys. I see people looking at the other person back and they're praying each other that Sunday. I see all of this crazy nonsense happening down there while we're up here glorifying God. And I see this happening. When you get baptized, you are privileged to wear the jersey of Christ when you get back up. 
get the honor to wear the jersey that now you belong. Yes. Now you're a part of a bigger family. Yes. I don't know about you, but I get excited about that. Yes. So, yeah, I don't watch sports, but I got a jersey that says I got approved by the, the, the blood that was shed on the cross to forgive my sins. So when I wear my jersey, right. it's that Jesus jersey. Uh, my album will come out next week. You see, for those who are getting baptized today, man, this is a public declaration and a new way of telling the world that you have chosen to follow Jesus. Yes. And you want everyone to know. Yes. You want to, after this, you want to fill your Facebook with, say, I got baptized today. Yeah. I, my life has changed. You're not going to see those videos no more of me. Mm -mm. No, no, things are changing. It is signified entering into an agreement with Jesus, promising to follow and believe his teaching and live a life devoted to him. This is why I say there's an importance to what's happening in that water, man. You're making an agreement to be a part of a team. You say, God, I'm, I'm going to go through stuff, but because I made a promise in front of my family and in front of your presence, God, I'm going to continue to push on. Baptism symbolizes a personal Surrender. So when I was going through my obstacles of hard times, when I got diagnosed with MS, when I was going through the issues with my wife, my wife was like, this, see, don't say too much of the, our issues. Um, she said, make, make it sound all right. So, but when I was going through my little discussions with my wife, and uh, when she was yoking me up, and uh, uh, I had to remember to give it all to Jesus. I had to remember to give it all to Jesus. When I was diagnosed, I gave it to Jesus. When I was going through marriage problems, I gave it to Jesus. When my son was in the hospital bed with his head stitched up, I gave it to Jesus. I want you to tell your neighbors, give your problems to Jesus. Give your issues to Jesus. Don't text me later. And I don't want to know. First Peter. First Peter. First Peter. Put it up there. You got it? He suffered physical death. But he was raised to life in the spirit. Keep going. Keep going. So he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Keep going. Those who disobeyed God long ago when God waited patiently while Noah was building his boat. Only eight people were saved from drowning in that terrible flood. Eight people. Eight. Eight. Compared to a whole world, only eight people survived. Why? Why? Because they were being disobedient. They weren't listening. You see, when you go into that water, you, you're being saved from all the pain, from all the hurt, from all the suffering that you're going to go through. Does it mean it's not going to come your way? No, it's going to happen. But you're going to be able to get through it. Why? Because now you're on, you're on the good team. You're on the right team. You got that right jersey. Sorry, Cowboys. But you got that right jersey. <laughs> and that water 
is a picture of baptism, which now saves you not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a conscience. I love you, Rob. I'm not going at you. first point I want to make to you is that baptism activates a repentance and transformation in you. See, similar to Noah's generation who faced the flood as a result of their sinful actions, Noah's family publicly displayed their faith in the upcoming flood and embraced Noah's vision. In the same way baptism serves as our public declaration, it represents our unwavering belief in Jesus as our Savior and our deep understanding of the need for a fresh start in this journey we call life. We need a fresh start. We all do. You're probably saying, I need to get baptized again. You might might need to. But that doesn't do anything because... You only need that. You only need yourself to be baptized only one time. And that should be sufficient. Why? Because you're making that decision to be baptized. And saying, God, I promise that I'm going to try my best. That's it. You see, I tell you, there's nothing that feels better than being on a team that brings you answers when you need them. And most of the time, we need some answers. And I want to be on a winning team. And there's no other winning team than the team of Jesus. There's no other team better than the team of Jesus. Romans 6, 3, 4. I go through all these verses. You know, I know we don't, we don't all read our Bibles, but um, we're going to read ours today. Romans 6, 3, 4 says, Or have you forgotten? This was like real rude when I read this. Or have you forgotten? That when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death. For we died and we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. As you enter into the water and get baptized, this action stands as a symbol of the profound act of shedding our formal, sinful selves and emerging from the water as a new being. Committed to living a right, living in righteousness and faithfully obeying God's commands. You're making this decision. So the same way you wear that jersey every Sunday, even when they lose. You got to wear your jersey, your Jesus jersey every day. Even when things don't look right. Even when things look like they're going chaotic. You got to be like, Jesus got my back. I'm going to get through this. It's going to be okay. You can't fall apart as soon as you see things going your, uh, not going your way. You have to keep walking forward saying, I got this. It's going to be okay. Oh, I'm broke. I know. But it's going to be okay because God is going to give me a job. You see, the first two years in our marriage, we was in an apartment that was 900 square feet. It was probably as big as this. Me and my wife were excited. I was delivering pizzas and working at Christiana Care Hospital. 
And my wife was looking for a job at the time. And I remember not being able to pay everything. I was like, baby, this is, this is too much. But I'm going to tell you one thing. There was not a bill that I wasn't able to pay. Come on, amen. Because God made a way. God supplied our needs. When we didn't have food, God showed up. God showed his grace. God showed his mercy. God said, I got you back. You're on the right team. It's going to be okay. You see, committed to living in righteousness and faithfully obeying God's command. Baptism allows for a significant and, and, and transformative new beginning in our spiritual journey. So everything that people once knew you as or for is over. I remember when you used to do this. I remember when you used to, it's done. You can say, I don't remember. <laughs> That's not me. You can say that. Why? Because you made a declaration to follow Jesus. And as soon as you follow Jesus, it's all done. It's over. That's exciting. You're probably saying, I'm still struggling. It's okay. God is still working in you. Don't think you can fix your own problems on your own. Because you can't. You need Jesus. You need that blood that was shed on that cross for you and for me. We need him. There's nothing else that we can do but just follow Jesus and allow Jesus to work in our lives. You see? So every time someone sees you say, oh, we going to say, no, I don't do that no more. Mm -mm. No, I can't do that. I can't do that because that's not me. I'm trying to be better. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, but I'm, I'm trying. The thing is that some people just stop trying. You just have to seek them. Wake up in the morning and say, God help me. Wake up at 6.33 with a whole bunch of group of crazy people that wake up in the morning to pray God and get excited. Pastor Jose over there with his soundproof walls, his microphone, his lights. He's like, good morning, everyone. It's a great day to see all of you guys. And then he's like, wait, oh, good morning. And Gladys, good morning. Uh, oh, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Like, That's a lot of people. A couple years ago, there was only a couple. And now to see how that morning prayer is impacting lives is incredible. Because we all need prayer. We all need prayer. Baptism activates what? Covenant and commitment. Baptism activates covenant and commitment. The ark was a symbol of God's covenant with humanity. Yeah, only eight people survived, but that's because they wanted they, they were the only ones able to listen to what Moses was trying to say. Can you imagine Moses trying to go to the store? To buy some wood at Lowe's and say, hey, I need this much lumber. Why? Because there's a flood coming. Oh, sorry. Noah. Sorry, guys. I'm mortal. Noah. And they were saying, oh, man. It's, a, it's, it's, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's never going to happen. Something like that's never going to happen. Then Noah's like, yo, you got to get ready because this is going to happen. There's sometimes when we're saying things to other people, we're like, I see this. And I see God is telling me to tell you this. And sometimes people don't listen. When we came, when I came here on Thursday for our practice, I had a pastor come and called my father and said, I need to speak to your son. I don't speak to this pastor that often, but he says, I need to speak to your son. And he had a word for me. You see, sometimes we need to be able to listen, keep our mouth shut and just trust the process. Listen, keep our mouth shut and trust the process. You see, that ark was a covenant. That ark was a covenant. Why? Because God was saying, I need to save this I need to save these people. I need to save all these animals because there's a flood that's going to happen that's going to destroy the foundation of the world. And uh, a lot of people didn't believe. How many survived? Eight. Today, you're making a commitment to follow him faithfully 
to live by his teaching and to walk in his ways. You see, just as God made a new covenant with Noah, baptism marks the new beginning of a new covenant between you and God. When I got married 13 years ago, I made a covenant with my wife. This is a ring. My wife is still upset because I lost my other ring in Puerto Rico. But that was because we was in the beach and we were trying to be romantic on the water. Um, I was holding her like this and I was like, here's my ring. But this covenant here, this ring here, is an agreement that I made in front of God, in front of the people that came to my wedding and then to my wife to say that even when things get tough, I'm work hard to get through it. I'm not going to give up that easy. I'm not going to lose sight of who she is in my life. I made a commitment to her. I made a commitment. I got people saying, mm, that's not a good amen right there. But I made a commitment to her and in front of the eyes of God. And God is like, you made this. You decided to marry her. So we got to work this out. And because you keep seeking me, I'm going to give you the wisdom that you need to get through your issues. I'm going to give you the wisdom that you need to make sure everything is okay. So I put this ring on every day. I go to work. And this ring pushes everybody away from me. It does. It does. They're like, uh, Mr. Carmona. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm -mm. Get back. Get back, I'm married. I'm like, no, we just need the attendance. Like, <laughs> all right. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so that's a covenant, man. That's what covenant means. That no matter what, you're gonna get through it. No matter what, you're fighting for that 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 pledge that you made to to be closer to God. So every day, I try to be, you know, try to you know, be a romantic with my wife and surprise her. Sometimes they don't go the way I planned, but I try. Galatians 2.20 says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. What? You're not living anymore in your own way. Go back. You get one too fast. You know I can't read that fast. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Keep going. So I live in this earthly body by trusting. By trusting in the Son of God. Who's that Son of God? Jesus. <laughs> Who we need to trust in. Not ourselves. Because if we trust in ourselves, things are going to go off the wall. That's right, that's right. It's not going to go well. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. My trust that I have in Jesus allows me to endure all the highs and lows, all the struggles, all the trials and tribulations, all the pain. This death that Paul mentioned is a death to your old life. Where you choose to stop living according to your sinful nature or old ways, you can then begin to walk in a newness of life by obeying God's commands. Let's get excited. Let's get excited because every time someone gets dunked in that water, they get out, they are a new creation. They are seen as new. They are made completely new. See, baptism 
activates what? Another spiritual purification and renewal process. That's my third point. That baptism activates a spiritual purification and a renewal. You see, the floodwaters in Noah's time cleansed the earth of its corruption and impurities. So baptism represents a spiritual cleansing and a renewal process. When a person is baptized, it symbolizes the washing away of their sins and the purification of their soul. It's a fresh start, free from the burdens of past wrong and a step into a life filled with grace and forgiveness. So even when you may mess up, Jesus is here saying, I still forgive you. I still am going to show you some grace. You're not on this journey by yourself. It's going to be okay. Titus 3.5 says. Titus 3.5, is that there? He saves us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. Hear me out. Being baptized does not free you from temptation. I've said that earlier. It does not free you from temptation, but you can be freed from it. Like how? You know, the writer of Hebrews stated, we can overcome overcome any temptation as Jesus did. Hebrews 4, 15 through 16 says, and I like this. Hebrews 4, 15, 16 says. <laughs> now you know what I go through. <laughs> I got David over here sweating. Come on, David. I'm flowing. Oh, come on. There you go. Listen, this is great. <laughs> Thank God. Hebrews 4, 15, 16 says, This high priest of ours understands our weakness. Yeah. I'm going to stop right there. That's it. Stop thinking that you have to do everything by yourself. Come on. Yo. Thinking that you're alone in this journey. Stop thinking that you have to go through your pain by yourself. You don't have to. He's not making a scale that you have to. Oh, you have to be this holy. No. There's no scale to Christianity or to our walk with Christ. Every journey is different. We just have to believe in him and trust the process. Let me continue. But I love that. Understand. He understands our weakness. For he faced all of the same testings we do. Yet he did not sin. He did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy. And we will find grace to help us when we need it. When there's struggles, he's going to swoop down and get you. When you think you're lost, he's going to swoop down and find you. When you think you've hit rock bottom, like, God, I can't do it no more. I'm done. He's like, get up. Get up. What are you doing down there? 
<laughs> I dealt with the same stuff. I was able to get through it. And I didn't even have me. <laughs> you can do it. You have Jesus. You just got to call out to him. Say, God, I need you, man. Every time I go to my MRI that takes three hours, I pray. Say, Lord, you're, gonna, you're not going to show any MS spots in my brain, Lord. And I go there, I sit there, they're like, don't breathe. Like, how can you not breathe? Because they don't want you to move while you're doing the MRI. And I say, Lord, how can you not breathe? And then I get my scan after three hours. They say, everything's the same. I say, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. You continue to do works in my life. I keep, I keep believing in you. So yeah, when I have moments of doubt, when I think about my future, and when I see other people who struggle with the same issues that I struggle with, I'm saying, God, give them strength. God, go into their lives and show up. Sometimes I go to them and I start praying for them. Because I want them to know who Jesus is. Because Jesus is a, it's a father who works. He does miracles. He continues to strengthen us. He continues to give us grace and mercy. That's all I want for anybody else. That they understand that, yeah, you're going to go through this life. But if you got Jesus, you can get through it. See, baptism signifies a fresh start and an opportunity to leave behind the old and embrace the new. Today, you're getting baptized. Come on. That's exciting. That's incredible. I just want to say that took a whole week to fill up. We got 14 people that are going to be baptized today. You know, Gladys is from Argentina. She was like, I don't need the water to be too cold. I'm like, Gladys, you're going to get in that water with your husband. You're going to baptize you. But we got it to like 90 degrees. It's hot. That's right. But we should get excited because it's baptism Sunday. Like, this is exciting. Lives are going to be changed. When, I, when, I, when people get in there, they're going to come out totally new. Yeah. You're making a decision today. Yeah, clap for that. That's something to clap for. I'm trying to preach a good word because I don't know when it's going to be the next time I get this opportunity. I'll be with you guys next Sunday because I got two Sundays. You're making a decision today of not continuing a self-centered life, but instead beginning a life of doing the will of God. It's not about you. It's about God. You're forgetting about you and just focusing on him. If you have made a lifetime commitment to follow Jesus, obey the word of God, and live a new life. There are many people today who, who, who are sorry for their past sins, but have chosen to live a life that is pleasing to God. Though it is crystal clear that a certain maturity is needed to make, a, make such a decision, the proper attitude of a heart is the main principle for deciding to be baptized. You should be firm. You should know why you want to be baptized today. Say, God, I'm tired of the way I'm living. Everything else does not work. I'm tired of making these mistakes. But if I make mistakes, now I got a helper. <laughs> if I make a mistake, now I got you. I got a jersey that says G-O-D. I got that jersey. I'm going to get through this now. See, that's awesome. I remember when I was baptized 30, uh, 20, 21 years ago. My dad was there. My grandfather was there. It was in his pool in Newcastle in Garfield Park. I was baptized, and I was kind of scared because, again, we didn't have heated pools. <laughs> the water was cold, and 
I looked at my dad and I looked at my, my grandfather. You know, I love my grandfather. He was a great inspiration to me. And I love my dad because he's a great inspiration to me as well. But it wasn't about them, it was about me. It was about my declaration. It was about my legacy that I was going to leave. I said, Lord, at the age of 13, I said, God, I trust in you. And my grandfather said, and it, no, no, yeah. And then no, the father, hijo, Espiritu Santo. And then he dug me. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I came back totally new, 13 years old. I keep walking in that faith. I keep walking in that declaration. I keep looking for God no matter what. The proper attitude of the heart is the main principle for deciding to be baptized at any age. What Jesus said to his disciples confirms the need for us to be baptized. I was kind of upset because pastor brought this verse out and I'm going to do it again. Matthew 28, 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is an outward act in which we affirm our desires to follow Jesus. When you have a sincere and dedicated heart, Jesus will guide you through his word and help you follow his commands. You see, by living this new life as a disciple, because when you get out of that water, you're going to become a disciple of Jesus. You will experience the blessing that comes from the obedience rather than facing the negative consequences of sin. Jesus desires to lead you on a path of righteousness and showering you with his goodness and favor. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if, good job guys. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, No, no, we're going to read this again. Y'all messed it all up. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things has passed away. Behold, new things have come. That's scripture. Let your baptism be a reminder that you are washed clean today. That you are embarking on a journey of faith and that you are a part of a beautiful story of redemption. As you rise from the water. Remember that you are a new creation, that you are fully immersed in God's love and grace. Now that is exciting news. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.